grab your coat and get your hat Leave your worries on the doorstep Just direct your feet to the sunny side of the street Hello, this is Hilary Robertson. Welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. For this episode, I'm joined by harpist and singer Tara Minton. Tara has joined with bassist Ed Barber for a new album called Two for the Road, which is out now. I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation. Welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World, and this time I'm joined by harpist and singer Tara Minton. Hello, Tara. Hi, Hilary. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And it's really nice of you to spare me some time. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Okay, so we're talking about Two for the Road, which is your duo album with Ed Barber. That's correct, yeah. First of all, shall we start with telling me a bit about your history? Because you live in the UK now, but you're not originally from Britain, are you? No, I'm originally from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, And I moved over here... It will be 11 years in April. So I blinked and, and there we are, a decade passed. <laughs> did you move here originally to study or did you study in Melbourne and then come over? I studied musical theatre in Melbourne and then, well, not even in Melbourne, in Ballarat, which is a satellite gold mining town. Uh, and then I essentially got a really lovely endorsement deal with Les Arp Kamak which I already played their harps in Australia, so I was already a fan. And they gave me um, one of their big blue electric harps, which is really useful for playing with drums and bands because you can plug it in and amplify it. So I moved to London to, you know, to be closer to where it was all happening. And then in 2018, I did a one-year master's at the Guildhall in jazz. Right. I'm interested about you say that it's an electric harp when I saw you at the Cadogan Hall was that the electric harp or was that an acoustic one yeah it was plugged in wow that's amazing so instead of miking it up it goes you get a direct feed yes which I mean if I'm honest for recording I never use it because the sound of the acoustic instrument is always superior but if you're performing in a large ensemble or you need isolation it's really hard to get that with microphones on a harp because there's so many strings I guess yeah it's the range of a piano is it really wow yeah but without the without the the soundboard yeah exactly the coffin you know (laughs) yeah so it's uh yeah it's incredibly difficult to not pick up you know the violas whilst also picking up the you know okay so in in a studio where you've got an engineer who can look at miking you up and isolating you that's easy doing it on stage unless you unless you then get surrounded by perspex in some sort of booth exactly and that doesn't go with my frock now would it no (laughs) (laughs) and the Cadogan Hall gig actually fantastic it was the first time I've heard you play live and it was though those arrangements were amazing so the string arrangements for the Je- uh, for the chris strandering album were done by jeff gascoigne which is how we've begun working together because i assisted on the harp arrangements for that album 
and then played them obviously at the Abbey Road recording. My album is a duo record, so there's no strings. I just asked Jeff to come on board as the producer. So you got Jeff in as producer because yeah. obviously he understands about the sound of strings. So you've got the the harp and then you've got the bass. Yeah, and he's a double bassist himself and he arranged and produced, you know, the Jamie Cullum albums that I love. He was a bassist on Anything But The Girl. I've been a big fan of Jeff's actually for a long time. And he contributed one arrangement and one composition to the album as well as kind of musical directing the whole thing. Uh, I didn't realise he was the bassist in Everything But The Girl. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. <laughs> I know. And done all the, ja- I knew he'd done the Jamie Cullum stuff, but that is so, it's amazing, isn't it? The tentacles of the, the British music industry and they have they. Yeah, because when I interviewed Chris Standring for the for the podcast, mm. we realised that we were in Nigel at the same time. Oh, fabulous! I know. So it's like it's a small world. It is. It is. So, talk to me about how you and Ed came up with this idea for a duo album. Well, we'd been collaborating on various projects for eight years. Um, and he's, he's very special to me. His family kind of adopted me as their own, which is really important when you're, you know, foreign. Um, but it became particularly so over the last two years when I haven't been able to go home. Um, and so we, you know, we're very close and have played together. We've got to that level that musicians reach when they start to anticipate each other's decisions, almost, you know, a telepathy. Um, and I wanted, I wanted to, to, you know, tackle the canon, to tackle the Great American Songbook. And I wanted to record an album where I was the only harmony instrument or the main harmony instrument, because I've always had a pianist or a guitarist offering support and taking a lot of responsibility for that. And, this was very uh, exposed and Ed was the perfect person to dive in with because we play with such um, synergy. Yeah. How did you choose the tracks? A lot of them, well, it's all about our love of touring and adventure. Both of us, um, I mean, we've, we've done lots of touring together and we've done lots of hikes and random adventures together. Um, so, tracks that were collected uh to yeah to express our love of of touring and some of them for instance caravan obviously speaks for itself and and that arrangement's kind of mad um but jeff's arrangement of life in a bubble well his his composition life in a bubble was kind of timely because we were kind of stuck in a little bubble you know yeah and then i know sunnyside is a favorite of ed's um, the shadow of your smile is, you know, thinking about people who you love who are far away. It's, just, it's all just about travelling and, and being in a place. Yeah. Sunny Side of the Street, I think, is a beautiful arrangement. But I have to ask you, what is the time signature? <laughs> You're I the second get. person today who's asked that. Oh, right. <laughs> Sam Scottney from London Jazz News, I had a chat to him earlier today and he asked the same thing. Oh, good. I'm glad it's not just me then. So, what what yeah. is, what did what was going what's going on there? The A section is in six four, and the B section is in four four. 
Right. That explains why I couldn't get it throughout because it just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. You can blame Jeff for that. That's his arrangement. <laughs> well, it's lovely. And it, it it brings something new to the song. I mean, this is a song that we all know so well. Mm -hmm. And yet you you trip up on it a little bit in a good way. Well, I really love the um, the arrangement by... Oh, it's it'll come to me in the middle of the podcast. Yeah. I'll yell it out. Um, but it's it's a, a duo arrangement of the tune, and it's very playful and very silly. So I, we wanted to capture the kind of silliness of the way the two of us are together. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and that I, that comes across in a good way, I think. And the other one that I really liked, actually, I think this is my favorite on the the album, is "You Go to My Head." Oh, thank you. That was my arrangement. Oh, it's a it's a lovely arrangement. It's beautiful. The way the harp is at the beginning, it's really gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And so that when... obviously features Lilia Ayancheva on um percussion. Ah, oh, right. When did this happen? When when were these these tracks written? When were they recorded? What when when did was it all pulled together? Okay. So the arrangements were all written. January and February mostly uh, last year, and then we recorded it over three days at Lightship ninety five Studio, which is in fact a ship that is moored at Trinity Boy Wharf. Oh. So, um, getting the harp on board that was an ordeal. <laughs> I can imagine, but we did it. Um, yeah, so all it was all done between January and April last year. Right, and then obviously gets mixed and mastered and all the rest of it, and um, yeah. and now it's out and available. Well, it will be on all of the streaming platforms from the twenty eighth. But if you, you know, if you like musicians and you you like their existence, then you could go to my website taraminton dot com, and there's a link to my Bandcamp there. Brilliant, and I tend to be I tend to be pointing people to Bandcamp if I can. Yeah, um, because obviously. I want people to put money in the musicians' pockets because that will keep the music business going. And yeah, uh, yeah. How was your lockdown? So you you alluded to the fact that obviously you weren't able to go home. Yeah, yeah. My lockdown was really. I mean, the first lockdown was really rough um, because I was due to go home mere days after the lockdown um, was instated, and Australia closed its borders, so I couldn't go home um well that's not true I could have gone home but a friend of mine at the Australian Embassy said that if I got home I likely wouldn't be able to leave and I couldn't stomach the idea of leaving my husband who's a Kiwi in London whilst I was stuck at home for god knows how long mm. um so that happened and a very dear friend of mine passed away and it was a rough time to be far away um sure. But I was actually living with the barbers at that time. And so I was very lucky to have people looking after me. Yeah. Um, and then my husband, you know, he was furloughed for three months, but he had a job and he's wonderful. And, and actually, other than, you know, the ex existential crisis and the homesickness, we grew really close and had a lovely time together. <laughs> <laughs> good and obviously creatively it's been a productive time for you as well yeah creatively so I um 
obviously in the first lockdown I released Please Do Not Ignore the Mermaid, um, which was, you know, a, a, a suite of music that I composed about climate change and mermyth. And then this year, well, last year now, um, Two for the Road was me exploring um, my arranging skills and and the jazz canon and, you know, particularly jazz language on the harp. I spent a long time transcribing everyone and really kind of digging deep into the tradition. Yeah. Talk to me about the tradition of jazz harp. Where where does it come from and 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 how you know who are the other exponents of it so i mean the two famous ones from america are dorothy ashby who's my queen and alice coltrane oh of course yes of course so they they're the two kind of ones that broke mainstream obviously there's corky hale who played with Björk, she's the um, beautiful harpist on Joshua Redman. That's that's the saxophonist. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua Redman. There we are. There, yeah. Um, yeah, Corky Hale played with Björk, um, like someone in love, that, that famous track. Oh, that yes. Was, that was Corky yeah. Hale. Then there's Park Stickney, who's a bit of a mentor of mine. Um, he's an incredible incredible musician but obviously there's Edmar Castaneda the great Colombian harpist who's played with everyone from Hiromi to Marcus Miller and yeah Gregory Moret you know yeah so there and then now there's Brandy Younger there's Eleanor Nubeau who's a French jazz harpist who's wonderful Felice Pomerantz who's head of harp at Berkeley College of Music is a jazz harpist and there's um, Amanda Whiting over here and Lena Brzezinska and uh, and me, you know, there's there's lots of people doing it now. That's really good. I think that when I heard you with Chris Standring and the um and the the, the group at um, Cadogan Hall mm-hmm. last year, I think that was the first time I'd really gone. Oh, there's a harp. You know, it was that first kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the, and those arrangements were stunning, and I, I it's really nice to know that you worked on those with Jeff. I think actually one of the most useful energies that anybody can have is to be a fangirl and not, not a false fangirl, a genuine fangirl. And so when I got the gig, I, I'm a student of arranging and I studied with Scott Stroman and I'm, he's a wonderful, wonderful teacher. And I just emailed Jeff and I said, hi, I've been booked as the harpist on this gig. Would you mind sending me everything, you know, all of the string parts and the score rather than just my part? just just so I can learn from how you write. Yeah. Um, and he said, actually, why don't we write the harp parts together because I've only written you in four tunes. And that was so generous of him to take that time to do that with me. Right. But that means that they're written by you for you to, for that specific, by somebody, i.e. you, who has a real understanding of the instrument. Yeah. And yeah that, and that does come across a beautiful arrangement oh I'm glad thank you yeah um, but it was a really beautiful learning experience for me in a time when not much was going on so yeah you know so obviously the album's coming out at the end of January 
Yes. And what next? What else does the future hold? Goodness. Well, I'm going to Melbourne. Yay! I'm going to Melbourne for two for two oh, months. Wow. I'll be playing the album out there and the Mermaid record. I'm playing Ronnie Scott's on the 10th and 11th with James Pearson and the Ronnie Scott's quintet. Oh, lovely. So we're doing um, four shows celebrating the music of Burke Bacharach. Nice. Which, which will be great. I'm going to Burford Jazz with Tommaso Storace in February and the Exeter Jazz Club, the Blue Vanguard in February also. And then I've just been offered a gig in the Congo in, uh, in August. So let's see if that happens. Wow. That's exciting. I'm really excited about that. My mum's freaking out, but that's what mums do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, but uh, that's that's great if you can spread the British jazz word out. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Is it a festival or? It's a, uh, his name's David Lessie. He's a, a Congolese jazz musician and a preacher. Um, and he's putting on a concert of, well, m- music, but half of the band is Congolese and half of the band is British. Um, so Sean Munigan, who's a beautiful Irish drummer who lives in London, she's coming out as well. And I'm just excited about the chance to play to play that music with the people who live it. Yeah. Know? And I guess I'll be taking on the role of the Cora, you know, in, in the ensemble. That's, mm. that's probably my sound space. So, again, another incredible learning experience for me. Yeah, amazing. That sounds it's very exciting. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And I will put the all the links in the show notes so that people can get your music and follow you and, you know, all of those things online. Brilliant. Thank you for having me. That's all right. And I'll see you soon. Definitely. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation with Tara Minton. I started this podcast with the opening of On the Sunny Side of the Street, which we discussed. And I'm going to finish now with a little bit from You Go to My Head. And I'm going to let you listen to the opening before I finish off this podcast. There's so much to love on this album, but this track is just one of my favourites. Thank you for joining me once more for Harmonious World. Please do share and rate and review this podcast if you can. I have so many guests lined up for the next few episodes, including one in person, and we'll see how that goes. So thank you for joining me once more for Harmonious World and I hope you have a really good week.
Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.